Hi folks, and welcome to D&D Major. Hi folks, welcome back to D&D Major. I am Gina, and I'm going to be your DM today, and I'm joined by... Hey, I'm Allison. I'm playing Farlina, the tiefling sorcerer. I'm Evan. I'll be playing Valen, the high elf rogue. I'm Gus. I'm playing Tybalt, a human druid. This is Victor. I'll be playing the half-elf cleric, Tamir. Fantastic. Let's get started. When last we left off, Tamir and Valen, both of you were running. Running through darkness. Darkness presses in on you from all sides, broken only by the sound of your panting breaths as you make your way sort of down this fungus-lined pathway away from the confrontation behind you. Darkness presses in unnaturally, hanging wet and almost clammy around you as you sprint and you sprint and you sprint down this seemingly endless tunnel. And then suddenly out of nowhere, you break through and there is light. The transition from darkness to light so unnatural that it catches you off guard and leaves you sort of stumbling to a a halt. You find yourself looking out over the entranceway, the large plaza, the ramshackle entrance hut, the low wall, um, and above you looming the canopy of trees pressing up against the domed bubble overhead. You pause for a moment, panting, thinking about what you left behind and looking out in front of you to try to assess the situation before you. And what immediately catches your attention are two figures who are lying sort of in the center of the plaza, almost exactly in the center of the plaza. The stones um, that make up this area um, leading into a, like a circle in the center where one body is laying face down and another is sat over to the side, um, sort of facing away from you. What do you do? This is where the two paths yep. diverge. That sort of central. Exactly. So you found yourself coming out of the the dark tunnel mm-hmm. on one side and looking across the plaza to the other end, you can see the beginning of the wooden slatted pathway that led towards the bird enclosure. Uh, before we leave the dark, mm-hmm. just so that my eyes don't adjust, can I look back back down the dark pathway and see if there's anything following? Okay. You turn behind you sort of as you are still running um, and you see that there is no movement behind you. Okay. What the hell, man? What? What? What do we do? I don't know. Who? Who are they? I'll just point. And you can see from this distance, it's two recognizable figures. One is the regent, who is the the one who's lying flat on his stomach in the center of the plaza, and the other is the dress form of uh, Lady Opreed. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> we, better, we better get over there alright Okay. you sort of begin speed walking essentially your way over to them um, at, a, at a rapid pace and as you draw near your concern fades slightly you see that Jonathan is propped up on two of his arms and he seems to be staring really intently at the stonework in the center of the mm. plaza you can hear sort of mumbled words coming from his direction and then suddenly sort of unprompted it seems um, from Lady Opreed, you hear her say a series of strange things. Um, <laughs> you hear her say, curved line twisted twice on itself. It's sort of laid longwise. There's a triangle with a line on the right side, one that looks like a dog wearing a hat. And you can hear as she's saying that um, Jonathan begin saying a rapid series of words as well. They're not exactly what Lady Opreed is saying, but they're, they seem to be based off of that. He says, 
Side snake, two branch tree, hash triangle, man with hat. <laughs> Just sort of to open air. And Lady Opreed nods and seems to be looking at something in the center of the floor on the ground. <sighs> uh, hmm. Should we wait for our friends? I don't know if they're coming. What? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Make a perception check, uh, Tamir. Oh, it's not good. Nine. <laughs> okay. While you are relieved to see that the regent and Lady Opreed seem to be fine and communicating and not at each other's throats, you do start to look around the plaza and some of that comfort fades a bit as you see dark splotches across the stonework in the direction of the wooden slatted path towards the birds. There's not any obvious thing that you can see, um, but you do notice that there's strange stains across the tiles that weren't here uh, when you first exited. Mm. Let's go up. Okay. We'll talk. Uh, hello again. As you approach, Lady Opreed sort of turns, uh, her back was to you, and so she's caught a little bit off guard, and she starts uh, and jumps and looks in your direction. And you can see all across the front of her dress are dark black-purple stains across her the front of her dress and sort of along the, the side of her face. It looks like she's wiped some of it off, but she's sort of covered in these stains. As you approach, Jonathan prompts himself up a little bit, but... He's gotten himself in this position, and it's a little hard for him to get out of it. And you can see that he is talking into the companion device to the one he shared with Valen, and that seems to be what he was saying the words to. He looks over at you and nods, and you can see there's a little bit of assessment to his eyes as he sees you two and not your two companions. I I see the concern. Could you contact the others, please? I believe I gave my means of Crap, (laughs) you have it, don't you? I do. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what happened? A bit of a scuffle in the forest that I wasn't sure we should stay in and half disagreed. And he he sort of rolls onto his side a little bit and stares up at you. Um, and as he does so, Lady Opreed turns towards you fully and says, were they, were they dog creatures? We encountered a few of them here. We were able to take one down, um, and you can see off to the side the knife that she was loaned is kind of laying in a pool of, yes. um, of darker. <laughs> uh, no, we fought them on the way out. Different creatures on the way back. So there's more of them. There, there are other creatures as well in this place. Yes. What are their chances of reaching us here? So, so we actually encountered the mushroom guys pretty early on into the, and then we ran a ways out. Right? You did, yeah. There was, there was a large were... gap between them and here. Exactly. You were um, pretty close to the far entrance because yeah. you called their attention pretty early. Um, so you've run a long way without encountering anything. Yeah, so we've come a long way without encountering them. I think out here in the open we'd be okay. And Jonathan nods and turns back towards the stonework. And you can see that they're very, very faded, appear to be some sort of runic language carved into the large circle stone in the middle of this plaza. It looks aged and um, some of it, even if you knew this language, would be difficult to read, but it looks like that's what they were they were examining. And as you sort of get a closer look, uh, it looks very familiar. It looks like the same sort of symbols that were lining the edge of the barrier outside. Just gonna... Oh, the barrier. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask if they were the same symbols as on the... On the snake? On the snake. No, upon looking at them, they don't look Not familiar. Not the same, but... But the, the style looks familiar. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Should we go back? 
We could check in on them. Not quickly. No, we did run quite a ways. Did it seem like if we went back in where the mushrooms were, we would encounter more of them, like the little little guys? You didn't encounter any as you were running after a certain point. Um, yeah. There were those shriekers that you encountered farther down the path, but they didn't seem to hurt you. Mm -hmm. And they also didn't seem to alert much. And after you ran for a little bit, you heard nothing. So. All right. Are you doing okay? How does, how does Valen look? <laughs> how do you look, Valen? Uh... Pretty rough. Pretty, 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 pretty rough. Pretty rough. If I can do something about that. And you can see blood sort of pouring down the side of his face from a cut and, uh, along his temple and sort of dripping onto the red fabric of his... Oh. Yeah. I, I am just about out of spells from that, but I, I will give you a, a level two cure wounds to help you out. Thank you. Uh, it's not great, though. <laughs> Eleven. Oh, that's good. Definitely better than nothing. Yeah. But I am on the brink of out here. <laughs> <laughs> you had two sort of back-to-back -back things well, and yeah. some stuff before that, too. Yeah. So. It's been a long day. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I thought if we made it back, we'd be able to contact them. Yeah. I just thought if we stayed, we wouldn't make it out. Yeah, so did I. What are the chances that they're going to make it out, Jonathan says, looking up at you? I mean, once when we left, the chances yeah. did not look good. Then <laughs> that's the answer. <laughs> Yeah. I, honestly, I, I wouldn't have left if they looked good. Well, that is a problem. Did there... And, and Jonathan just sort of sits back. Did there seem to be any way forward that way? There there was a path with a, a really annoying puzzle that we probably could solve in time, but would be way easier if we knew the key. Well, it looks like potentially we're running out of time if we've already lost two people and we have these creatures pressing in and he looks down at the um the the circle and sort of rubs his hand over it so i'm familiar with the in-betweens i haven't traveled in it extensively but i know people who have and that's what i've been trying to pass information on to there are paths there are things that control the paths that dead end that we came through the thing that your your crest to mirror got us through mm -hmm. Those actually happen with some frequency in the, the in-betweens, dead ends, but they're not permanently dead ends. There are ways that you can connect them to other paths by activating a a, a control stone or a, a, a there's a, th a thing. And he's starting to get a little bit flustered as he's realizing <laughs> that he just lost two potential companions. He's injured. Oh. Um, Lydia <laughs> injured. Valen's injured. He's just, he's starting to put a, sort of their chances together. And he sort of gets him, himself back together a little bit. There are ways that we could walk out of here if we had some way to control the, the paths. And I was hoping that we could find something like that. I've never seen a dead end that didn't have a way to control it somewhere close by. Um, but, and he gestures at the circle, this would be it. These markings that you see, we've been able to document these in many locations. They're, they can even be used as a way to triangulate our location and figure out where we are and how best to get to us. They all have some logic to it. It's not a language we know, but it is consistent. And hopefully uh, my, my experts can help us figure out at the very least where we are, if not how to get home. But I've never seen writing like this that didn't have a control stone, and this doesn't have it. How so, large is the thing that he's 
Um, it's enough. probably about maybe seven feet uh, in diameter. And covered in these. Only around the edge. Only the rim. I just thought maybe we could take, you know, a rubbing and not have to sit here and look at it. <laughs> but that's a lot to do. I mean, you probably could, but it would take some time. It's like a lot um, of paper. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the path forward is controlled, you know, right outside this puzzle, but uh, I don't know if the passcode is hidden here somewhere or not. You call it a passcode. Have you found anything that relates to it at all or anything that, that like a place to start? Um, did we? <laughs> Not, it's, it's a series of glyphs. We know, you know, the first, the first character, but they have to be entered completely in order. And there's a vast number of options. At the, he kind of rolls his eyes, not at you, but just at the situation. <laughs> the desi the yeah, design. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, God damn it. This puzzle bullshit. Yeah. Um, uh. And nods, looks back lingeringly beyond you towards the dark exit through mm -hmm. which you, you uh, ran. And then with a, a heave sigh, goes back to examining the glyphs and reading out the ones in front of him to the, the device in his hand. That's probably yeah, been let's, about let's enough time to back. catch us up. Exactly. So I, I wanted to give you all enough time to where you were about at, like, even with okay. Tybalt and Farlina. So now let's jump back into the darkness by the large mushroom that you recently healed and go from there. I think I can't talk to the mushroom anymore. I think it's been long enough that my speak with plants has gone away. So It stands before you unmoving. There's still a, a sense of vitality to it and a strange awareness of... Like, there's a way that you understand a tree is alive, mm -hmm. and this is different. There is still a, a strange um, animation to it, despite its lack of movement. But it stands stock still in the middle of the path and is not going anywhere. Should we continue onward now that we have had some time to rest right, briefly? Well, I, you know, <laughs> proper, you proper, proper survival craft. We'd stay here because this is where we last saw them. But uh, they ran on ahead. Yeah, they might, they might not have the uh, fortitude to come back and look for us. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's follow them. Let, yes, we should probably keep going. Is there anything else here we need? Is there anything else like are, are the fungus like glowing or anything? Is it like? bioluminescent or no is it just dark right now it's just dark and okay. and actually still kind of loud because there are still some of the shrieking fungi um that are wailing away because they don't really have a reason to stop so it's it's loud and it's it's off-putting but at the moment there doesn't seem to be a a clear threat yeah i think i'd like to keep moving this is really loud uh, can we can we move Let's go. Yeah, Tibble's just gonna set off at a, at a leisurely pace down the <laughs> down the trail. All the time in the world. <laughs> uh, briskly, walking briskly Absolutely. as possible, and keeping my eye out for anything else like yeah. through the path here. Yep, and yeah. we don't have torches or anything. The, the yep. no, I'm not lighting up any fire. Yep. Yeah, as we're walking, <laughs> I'll turn I'll turn to Tibble and I'll say, um, so do you really do it? Do do what? You know, the thing that you broke into the castle for. Did you do it? The, the thing I was on trial for, you're asking? Yeah. You can tell me. <laughs> no offense, but you, you were there in the room. I uh, was. I don't think they just, I mean, you know, I'll, I, I'll open my heart to you. I mean, we've been on an adventure together, and then we get back, and it turns out you're the fourth fourth duchess of, of whatever. Um, and then where where will I be then? You will have an ally who is the fourth duchess of whatever. <laughs> it's all very complicated. You can't trust. You can't trust any of this. 
I mean, that is true. You can't trust anything or anyone. So, eh, what's to lose? What do you, what do you think about Jonathan? Uh, I mean, how much do I would I have known about the regent? Like, I've only been in Tafson for like a month. Yeah, I so. mean, you've been in Gwen for like, a, a year or yeah. two? Yeah, like a year or two. That's about as long as he's been around, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I, I don't know. How much would you know? It kind of comes down to curiosity more than anything. I mean, I guess I would probably know that, I mean, he came under Regency under, like, mysterious circumstances, right? Kind of. Made a big splash. And that's, like, extremely intriguing. I feel like I would know that and be fascinated and not wowed by that, but, like, fascinated by that. I, I think the story you would know would be this. Gwyn, the country, is bordered on either side by two great old superpowers, Waxen to the west and Gauntler to the east. The territory now known as Gwyn used to be the border between these two countries, and the land traded hands back and forth and back and forth for centuries until the residents of the battleground pushed back and declared their own independence. Which is nice in theory, but Gwyn's western neighbor, Waxen, never really gave up on this territory. And a few years back, Waxen made a new push into Gwyn, in what looked like it was going to escalate into a large-scale war. During one of Waxen's attempts to retake the border, something happened. Reports of the event are unclear, and the soldiers and medics and messengers and so on that all survived the event have remained strangely quiet about the whole thing. There are a few facts known about it, but honestly, those facts make the unknowns even stranger. The first fact is that during this encounter, the previous King of Gwyn perished. The second fact is that when Gwyn's forces returned, it was behind the regent. Soldiers from every noble house backed this unknown man's leadership. And the third fact is almost the entire Waxen army perished in what appears to be a massacre. At present, Jonathan still has the backing of most of the military leaders of Gwen, though not necessarily the backing of all of the noble houses themselves. Uh, I mean, I know that he came into power in a really particular, unusual way. Did that have something to do with you? That's one way of saying how he came about. Were you there when it happened? No, but... Is he telling the truth? Make, make an insight check. Well, I was, I was, I was going to finish my sentence. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> First piece of information. No. Is it true? <laughs> keep keep yeah, speaking. I, sorry. I'm going to press every... <laughs> insight check. Insight check. Oh, no. I'm not going to. Uh, yeah. It's, um, no, no, but people, people, uh, uh, people I'm close to were. I was close to. And we'll, we'll leave it at that. I, you, you were there at the trial. Yes, I have heard a number of things. I heard what I heard at the trial, and I, I have heard the stories of what had occurred on the border. I think we can, we can leave an awkward silence there between us. Or we can keep talking. That's also <laughs> fine. <laughs> uh, Tibble frantically looks and sees how far away anyway, how, how long the trail goes. Hard to tell, because the darkness is unnatural, so there's not okay. like a light at the end of yeah. the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> there is no light at the end of the tunnel for this conversation. <laughs> You're forced to confront your feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that why you did it? Because of the people who you knew that were affected? Um, I, you're, you're saying that I did it, which, you know... <laughs> Chase a little, but you know, hypothetically, yeah, maybe, maybe one could say there might be some people in the world that take umbrage of Jonathan. Have you had you heard of him before? No, we don't know where he came from. You don't know where he came from. He just appeared. Yeah, 
Where, where have you been all these years? Well, I know that he came under mysterious circumstances, but that means he was somewhere else in the world before he appeared. Well, yeah, obviously. He didn't just, you know, pop out of existence. He could have, though. <laughs> you, know, you know, fair point. Fair point. I don't have an argument against that. But uh, regardless, <laughs> even if he did pop out of the world, you know, there's, some of us don't, don't really like him. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Fran again, just frantically looking and seeing, is there an end to this Just starting to sprint away. Yeah. Um, and in fact, it it is weird. You can see up ahead. Again, okay. the darkness doesn't end, but squinting through it, you're able to to sort of perceive that it looks like the forest is going to okay. end up ahead. Before before we go out, Tibble will actually stop and put a hand on her shoulder. You, you do seem nice, though. If anything happens, you know, I hope I hope you won't get in my way. <laughs> You know, you seem like a nice sort. Gets in your way. Whatever happens, you know? Whatever happens. You don't seem to have too tight of an attachment to Jonathan, so... I don't have any attachment to anyone. Great. So, hopefully hopefully your uh, your judgment, your sense of right and wrong will come and play here. Can I get the sense of what he's implying here? I think it's pretty <laughs> obvious. He's not subtle. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think you should do an insight okay. check. I think you should... I mean, I, I can't tell you what to do and, you know... I, no, I you can't. Wanna... And I can't tell you what to do either. But I have ways of doing things. Just pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> My, I think our our number one priority here should be getting the fuck out of here. Agreed, agreed. That's what you should be focusing on. And when the time comes, you're going to do that. You're going to get out of here. Agreed, with the agreed. rest of us. Or you're going to be stuck here and rot away with the trees. <laughs> nothing nothing wrong with rotting away. Tibble says very quietly. <laughs> and then we'll uh, walk out. Okay. Can't fire me, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I am a fungus boy. <laughs> it's kind of a weird threat to make. <laughs> and with that slight indignation, you walk past the barrier at the edge of the unnatural darkness and you find yourself in the dim purple light of in-betweens day as you look out at the entrance area where you started. Looking towards the center of the plaza, you see your two companions alongside your other two companions, uh, if you count the region as a companion at this point. <laughs> and they all seem to be gathered around a, a central hub. Do you see them come out? Make a perception check. 21. Yeah, you, do. <laughs> you sort of hear quiet talking um, because the unnatural darkness is just dark. It doesn't stop sound from carrying. So you sort of um, turn that way and see them both in a subdued fashion uh, walking into the, the central area. Ah, ah, I'll run up. <laughs> <laughs> you jump to your feet and run over to the... You made it. How, how, how did you make it? We, we, we fought the creature. And we that was it. not going well. It actually went quite fine. I, I, I can't believe you don't trust in us. After all we've been through. It's not about trust. I'm just surprised you're alive. <laughs> well, it's... Yeah, we, we did fine. You underestimated... I mean, I mean, we didn't destroy the creature. No, it is still there. But So it, it was being controlled by... Yes, yeah, and I'll reach into my bag and I'll pull out what I had stuffed away. Yeah. It was this stuff. And I'll toss it over to Tamir. Uh, and you see in your hands, Samir, the woven fabric that had been wrapped around the trunk of the mushroom tree. And before you, staring up at you, is the, the strange face. Wireframe face. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That's what the creature was. It didn't have any control over its movements. 
this is what was doing it. I don't know what it is. So it's still like vacuum formed, shaped. It's not floppy. It's floppy. But it still has a face. Like a knitted face. It's yeah. like a scarf with a face knitted into it. Is it really big? Mm. It's very big. Yeah. Okay. It's about what three and a half feet tall, and then it's long enough that it wrapped around the the whole mm-hmm. mushroom That's tree. Big. Yeah, it's pretty big. <laughs> so I we have to look at this more later. We took that off of it, and then it seemed okay. And then we took some time to heal up because we weren't. We were doing very well, but we needed just a little moment to collect ourselves and rest, then we and, rec- rest and recuperate. We made our way back. Well, kudos. Thanks. Thanks for leaving us there to deal with it. I thought and told you that I thought we should leave. What's well, Valen doing? Valen's going to saunter up now. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't there before. <laughs> Friends! I'm so glad to see you. This alive. one's got sense. It wasn't looking well. That's all I was going to say. It just wasn't. You too? You also underestimate us? Well, well now both paths are clear, so we've, we're even it done service. True. Yeah. I'm glad you are both safe as well. As Tibble said, both paths are free to go. So, I mean, still watch out for the giant mushroom and don't use fire, I guess. Okay, no fire. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that will be hard for you. It will. No. <laughs> What is what is going on here? What what have you found? Uh, I don't know. What do you? I I, I was I was making plans that you weren't going to come back. So now we need. You weren't even going to come back and see if we were even alive. Thought we were dead. We we had to heal up here, and then we were gonna go check on you two. Does it seem like it's telling the truth? I mean, you can roll an insight check. Thank you. Finally, I just want to roll my dice. (laughs) (laughs) Thirteen. Can, we're, I mean, we're you would have to roll against it, but like... I feel like it's fine. Unless you yeah. were going to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he's being honest, but also he thought you guys weren't looking good and was going <laughs> to expect to find corpses, maybe. <laughs> okay. I guess that, Here, yeah. Here's the deal. Better to underestimate and make it out alive than overestimate your abilities and kill us all. That's all. Okay, fine. Whatever. Let's... Agree to disagree, but uh, let's... Any, make any progress on the puzzle front over there, Jonathan? Jonathan, I just told him about the puzzle. He he is staring in your direction, and there's just not much emotion on his face. It, there's not relief or anything. He's just staring at all of you, uh, sort of considering, and then he turns back to the thing he's looking at. And you can hear from his direction, again, muttered words. And Lady O'Preed, who also is looking in your direction with, like, sort of big wide eyes, hears Jonathan doing that and turns back to the puzzle as well. Can I see, like, what they're... I haven't been in here yet, so can I see what they're... Uh, you walk over to the, the center of the plaza and look down at a large disc-shaped stone that's set right in the, the center of the plaza. And you can see along the edges of it um, are very worn, shallowly carved runes. And you can also see that now that Samir, you and Valen have been here for a little while, you can see that Lady Opreed and Jonathan are sort of very slowly crawling their way around the circumference of the circle. Um, so they're making progress around it. I was going to go probably to the stone building. Okay. Looking for bats. Okay. You head over to the stone building and there's nobody in there. Well, I'll come back out and ask. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, where did bats end up? She's examining the dark wall that we saw on our way over here. She apparently is a skilled tree climber and wanted to see if she could get a good glimpse of it. Wait, what was the dark wall? Dark wall. <laughs> dark wall was the when you first came out of the terror between your world and the in-betweens, in front of you was that wall of void. Oh, um, yeah. That was slowly mm. making its way towards the edge of the lake. Got it. Yeah. That's right, that's right. And 
when you were coming over to this bubbled dome, you kind of had to move towards the wall as opposed to away from it. And as uh, you're talking with Jonathan about this, you do hear rustling up um, to your left and you turn looking past the shadowed tunnel that you just came through and up towards the canopy of trees pressing up against the bubble. And you can see pretty high up in one of the, the trees um, over in Get that it. area, Bass, who's pressing as close as she can to the dome and looking out through it. Is our boy up there too? Nope, doesn't appear to be. Hmm. You actually haven't seen him in a little bit. What, what has happened since we've been gone with you all? I say to the regent and Opreed. And... Lady Opreed, looking almost excited at a chance to, to share her story. We were attacked. We were attacked by this this oozing monster. Oh, you too? Yes. And, and I fought it off. And she looks over at the, the dagger and her eyes are wide and she's kind of flushed. And then she looks back up at you and you can see there's a splash of um, dark stain across her, um, her front. You... Um, make a perception check. Oh, natural 20. Okay. But it's um it's actually a 19. That's but, fine. Okay. As you're you're staring at the front of her dress, uh, you can see sort of out of the corner of your eye, Jonathan's staring very intently at you and he catches your eyes for a moment and nods very slightly and then goes back to what he's doing. Oh, I I I see. You fought it off yourself? I did. It it um Yes. Are you okay? How do you feel? I, I feel okay. I feel okay. It was coming towards us, and and I just I just held my dagger and and jutted out with both arms, and it was jumping, and it, and it got it. Um, it didn't it didn't get to us. It didn't get it didn't get to you all. No, it didn't get to us. Did it did it touch you? I I mean, and she gestures down at, at her um front and kind of shrugs. Um, but but no, it didn't it didn't hurt any of us. Okay. Okay. We should probably... Okay. I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to protect everyone. That was a, a very brave move of you to make. Thank you. <laughs> as long as you're okay. okay. Thank you. Yes. I'm... Yes. I'm okay. Thank you. Does she, does she seem okay? She seems frazzled. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can roll an insight check if you want, but I mean, she seems frazzled. There's, again, there's like a high flush on her cheeks and it's not really going away. It seems like she's a little keyed up, but um, she's also like, she she's she seems fine. I'm not going to roll for anything, yeah. I'm going to sit down uh, against the outer wall to the building. <laughs> so, well, I need a minute, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I would really like a rest. <laughs> <laughs> If we could take one. I think that would be would be wise to take a brief rest or something so we can recover. We we also faced the same creatures on that path and I point to the path that we had gone. We did see them down that path, right? You saw them down the, the path with the wooden slats. Yes. And that seems to be the direction, judging by, and you can look down and see stains on the ground. It mm -hmm. looks like it came from that mm -hmm. direction, too. We also encountered, I mean, there are other creatures here, but they are very unusual. We encountered some sort of it wasn't it was mechanical in a way i don't know exactly what it was but it was being held together by some sort of magic actually both of the creatures were one i mean one was just a mushroom that was being controlled and the other one was i i, I don't entirely know this place is very strange whoever built this place used some kind of magic to control things and things and animals some kind of this threat could, this related. could this could have been a place for experimentation Maybe there were they were conducting experiments on these. I do not know. Ah, uh, uh, Miss Miss Opreet, if um if I may, 
we should probably find, if possible, some a, a change of clothes or something for you to get out of that. Something, I, if we if we can just look around, maybe that would be good. So you're not in the your dirty clothes. Of course, if you if you have any, that would be appreciated. But I've been in this for the past couple of days. I I don't really have anything else at the moment. Hmm, okay. And I don't think I have anything in my bag. Like I might have a set. I was wearing my performance clothes, and I probably would have had like travel clothes in my bag. Regardless, I probably would have a change of clothes. I, I think yeah. that's fair. I also think of everyone. Uh, I, I would have yeah. a set, just like replacements, not even a second set, just like when things get torn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, absolutely. So I'd, have an, I'd have a crappy set. <laughs> Actually, li- and, and I'll like dig through my bag and I'll pull out. I guess I'm probably in like my more travel clothes now. So mm-hmm. I pull out my performance clothes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I have like a canvas shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and pants. What are I, your performance clothes? What are my performance clothes? Yeah. Uh, those would probably be like the the clothes from my not my sprite, like my character art. So it's like vestments. Yeah, like ah. like I've got like like a sleeveless tunic with like um uh, a corset on it. Though I'm probably wearing the corset currently, and like pennants and like a like a drape thing that I wear on my waist and yeah it's pretty ostentatious um but yeah but I also think it probably layers so yeah, she probably could could wear the the white tunic and like part of probably like the pants or yeah. like the I guess the drape thing could be worn as like a skirt or mm-hmm. something yeah so I'll pull them out and I'll be like if you'd like you can use these it, it'll get you out of those um Okay, I, I would like that. Thank you. Um, and she looks around and looks over at the shack um, and stands about to head over in that direction before sort of bundling the, the clothes in one arm, walking to the other side of um, Jonathan and looking at the runes. And she lists off a few more in vague description. It seems like she definitely doesn't know whatever these are, but she's describing them well enough that Jonathan is able to convey them and reaches a point, nods, I think that's all of them. Okay, I'll be back in a moment. And she walks off towards the shack. All right, so you all see Lady Opreed sort of walk off. Three of you are standing there, and uh, Tamiri are leaning up against the shack. So what does everyone want to, to do in the, at this moment? So we're, t- we're taking a short rest. Are we taking that rest or not? Yeah. yeah. If you'd like to. It's like, it's an hour, right? So I'll do something yeah. else if we're not. Mm, I think short rest is fine, because I can roll some hit dice. Yes. <laughs> Tilt's, yeah, Tilt's fine, so he's just going to watch over the two paths. Then as you sort of take your short rest, if you want to do anything during that time, I'll give you a moment to do so um, in just a second. But generally, as that's going on, Tibble, you're watching the two paths. Um, at one point, Lady Opreed leaves uh, the shack in her new clothes and walks over towards the trees where Bass is slowly sort of climbing her way down. Looks like she's noticed all of you um, are gathered together and isn't in much of a hurry, so she's taking the safe route down. But she does keep sort of glancing back towards the bubble, um, and Lady Opreed helps her down the rest of the way once she's close enough to do so. After they're done over there, they move back to the circle. And she's all changed? Uh, yes, she's changed. Cool. I'd like to look at this mesh, either just with a critical eye or with magic, if that doesn't help. <laughs> I'm going to say make an investigation check since sure. you're actively trying to look for clues or anything. Uh, 20. Okay. You stare briefly at the face on the front, examining not only the design of the caricature that's been done, but also the design of the fabric itself, trying to understand how it worked. 
I guess because it clearly was controlling the, the creature in some way. And you can see on the back side a series of incredibly intricate knotting work. And as you're staring at it, you also notice that within the knots leading into the, the face are things that aren't thread. There seems to be some sort of metallic wiring and these strange filaments that are woven all throughout these knots. And as you look at the base of where these knots are tied, you begin to see very faintly, almost deliberately obscured, but to your trained eye, a series of woven magical glyphs all along the inside of this. And as you're staring at and brushing your fingers over one of the metallic fibers, it flares to life and a series of the magical runes etched on the inside of this fabric begin to glow very faintly. And you recognize these runes. Mm. Uh, they look very similar to the ones that you were examining along the snake. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, because the fabric is burned and severed, you don't really know what the beginning is and what the end is necessarily, but you do see a series of specific glowing runes on the inside of this fabric. Is this the whole piece, or is it... You were able to get almost the entire piece of fabric. I mean, again, fire was what ended up severing it, so there's sort of a chunk... So um, there's a chunk missing. It's not just cut. No, it, it's okay. not just cut. There is a, a chunk missing. But it's not like it was deliberately missing. It's just that... Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. They're just, they're just glowing? Just they're glowing there. very, very faintly. And after a moment, they, they fade away. I'll sketch them while they're glowing. You do so. Um, in one order or the other. I don't know. <laughs> you, you basically, you write them out. Whichever one is the top based on the face. I guess I'll orient left to right from wherever they start. I'm going to roll some hit dice real quick. Uh, Valen, you probably should. Yeah. Oh, nice. And then I'll you all are trusting me and my spirit guardians. Gross ass slime molds coming out of the ground. I'm gonna take that holy healing. <laughs> 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 and all natural. For what it's worth, both Farlina and uh, Tibble kind of smell and are a little gross right now. <laughs> I'm going to oh, press to digitate all of the nasty off of me. And it just poops <laughs> out in a bunch of like, yes. weird spores. I'm also... Can I use sorcery points? Um, yeah, I can use sorcery points outside of combat, right? If you are. Um, I'm going to convert one of my sorcery points um, to a first level spell slot. So I get a spell slot back. Okay. Yeah. So you guys, mechanically, you can't gain your spells back until long rest. It's all in the fighter now. Alan's ready to go. <laughs> you're, you're our point man. We're gonna rouge it up. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna paint this town red. Paint this town red. <laughs> exactly. I was getting there, Gus. I was getting there. <laughs> Snooze you lose. Well, the next thing we need to do is figure out what is at the dead end of here over at the dead tree. Oh yeah, I figured it out. What do you mean you figured <laughs> it out? We Explain yourself. <laughs> Thanks to you guys. <gasps> Say that again, please. Thanks to you guys. Thank you. I can't hear you. You hear from uh, a little <laughs> far away. You're welcome. Some or most what? of the key is here on this device. How do you know, like, what the order is that we need to put it in? I assume it's like reading. So we read off of this and we we match the rules. Are you uh, sure it's the key and not something that's gonna bind us to the? Uh... No. Hmm. But I'll throw some blood in for good measure. <laughs> so okay so tamir's gonna bound himself via thread to the uh the masters of this place 
Will Do Hippo? you have an alternative? Could we ask Jonathan? He's never been here before either. I think no. we're all sort of in the I same should... spot. Yeah. I mean, I'll go do it if you guys but don't want to come. But you can also ask him. Can I look at I it? Should... Does it look? Are the runes still lit up? Probably uh, not. They aren't now. Uh, but it just uh... looks like a scarf, man. Boop. <laughs> and <laughs> gotta turn after, it on. After sort of messing with the the knotted fabric on the back, the runes glow to life. See, and this they... this swirly one is definitely the the one that we yes, saw. Yes, that see. that's the first one. It looks like. So do we head back over there and start proceeding to figure out the snake puzzle? I know where else to go. What's Jonathan doing? During this time, uh, Jonathan has finished reading out all of the glyphs into his device. He also stood off to the side, rolled back out of his prone position, and had a brief conversation into the, the device. It occurs to you, Valen, that he's actually talking for a pretty long time on this thing, and maybe it doesn't have a word limit. <laughs> uh, because he has not needed to, to stop. He's been talking into it pretty consistently. He's, he's a powerful man. You, you don't feel bad. <laughs> but after a, a little while, he puts it away, and he's been leaning against the other side of the, the shack with his eyes closed, just kind of resting for the time being. I mean, he did plank for, like, a substantial <laughs> amount of time. <laughs> what was he doing on the ground there? Uh, he was just reading these glyphs off to uh, an associate. Apparently they have some sort of record. Oh, these ones. I see. Yeah. Okay. Do they look familiar to me? They look like barrier glyphs. Barrier glyphs. Yeah. It, they, look, they don't look like the ones that surround Viltfur cities because those are more recent. Mm -hmm. More modern. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but they're familiar. Okay. These are in gothic black letter. <laughs> I, I think the only way forward is forward. There isn't anything else here as far as we can tell. So did Bass come back down and read? She's with us. Yeah, us. Bass came back down. Did you see anything? I addressed Bass. Yeah, I did. Um, it is getting closer. It is. I, I stood up there for a while um, and just watched, and it is getting closer. It, it's a little ways out, but I don't want to see what happens when it, whatever that is touches whatever we're in, and she looks up at the dome overhead. Agreed. I think we, to put it politely, I think we're on a timer for a lot of reasons, but that, that is one. It's, uh, it's, it's, real, it's really, really spooky. It's, it's just nothing. Well, we can't see. Right? It appears to be nothing. Don't know. I mean, it, it's dark. You know, you can't see what's beyond it, and I, I don't know what's happening to the stuff that touches it. I don't. Did know you see, it's... like, as it was advancing, did you see it absorb anything? Trees. They actually did get absorbed by it. All I know is there. There's some trees that are like half in it and half out, and I don't know what's going on with the other half. If you know what I mean. Hmm. So we probably should not be resting here then. For a long as time. As much as I'd like to. I agreed. As much as I would like to as well. We should probably keep moving, no? I'll, I'll say it's moving, but it's not... How do I put this? It, we probably got some time, but if we rest, that's time we don't have anymore. So we probably could get away with with sleeping for a little bit, but but then, then our timer's moved up. If you think you have a way forward, then... Maybe we want to rest, but... I think sleeping would benefit a lot of people, though. The danger of doing that here is that we've cleared the way. It may not be clear later. Well, what we could do is pack up and move all the way to the end. Get to the the snake 
temple well, thing. Then why not try? If we're going there. Well, we can try, but we then just try not make any it. major choices until we see what happens. Oh, and get some rest. There we go. That is fine. That is essentially what I was going to propose as well. So, Velen, do you do you concur? I'm ready to go. You look all right now. I'm feeling better. Yeah. Good. All right, then let's do it. And you see Jonathan sort of grip the wall behind him and sort of push himself very slowly, painstakingly onto one foot. Uh, F- Farlina, could I have your assistance? Absolutely. Can I, can I go cut him like a walking stick? <laughs> There's trees around now. <laughs> go for it. I still offer my arm. Okay. And help him up. Go find it. And he braces against it. How tall is he? Sturdy piece. Um, probably 5'11". Okay. Each fantasy foot is actually only like 8, eight inches about. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Are you making up? Yeah, why not? Okay. Help him out. Make a survival check? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I am super good at those. Because Tybalt shows fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you start by looking over on the mushroom side and quickly realize that everything over there is too soft and and really gross. (laughs) Um, But after a little bit, you walk over farther to the left towards the the trees that uh, Bass is climbing, and you're able to to find a sturdy, appropriately sized stick. Um, it's probably not great if he's using it alone, but if he's bracing against somebody else, it's a good support. Uh, on my way back to the group, I'll also get the dagger. Okay. Did you pick it up? Yeah, why not? Um, (laughs) You, uh, sort of reach into the bloody ichor that's surrounding it, grab it, and shake it off a bit. Um, what are you doing with it? Wipe it it on some grass. (laughs) Yeah, okay, there you go. Uh, I'm gonna give it back to Lady of Three. Okay. Um, and you, you hand it to her, and she... Can't forget this. Thank you. Um, and she, she grips it tight in one hand with the other hand wrapped around her sort of fist and nods. And then after a moment looks down and realizes she's not going to be holding a knife like this the whole time. <laughs> um, and, and just sort of uh, lets it hang uh, by her side. Did Lania pre put her, like, ickery clothes down anywhere? She didn't bring them back out with her after she changed, so... She went, like, around She went into the shack, and... so they're probably in the shack somewhere. I want to, I want to go into the shack. Okay, like where they are. Uh, You're currently holding Jonathan. So. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh, can I can I say like so we we yeah, have a one can, hour we can rest. Can bit. I say during the one hour rest, I went over to the shack and got her clothes and burned them somewhere. And just like really surreptitiously, just like Sur- sur- surreptitiously, <laughs> ritually burned her soiled clothes. <laughs> Can I like go around a corner somewhere and like there's smoke coming out of the Try shack. and get rid of them. There's not really a corner. There's no good way to do what you're describing. <laughs> really? I mean, like you can do it, but you're in a big dome in a, in an open space. So you could go farther down the pathway towards the exit, or you could go deeper in. But like, I'm just saying, like, at least in the area you're currently, it's like really in. open. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. I guess as long as I know where they are, that's fine. Yeah, it would be hard to like be hidden somewhere and do that. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Never mind. All right. Um, are you all ready to make your way back towards the clearing? Yeah. What do you guys think? You guys have cleared the dark path, you say? I think as long as we go through the dark path without emitting any light, we might be okay. And the large creature at the end of it should it should be fine. I'm just thinking there was another attack after 
you left on the the lighted path. That's true. So there, there, there may points. be more attacks if we go that way this time. All right, then let's take the the dark path. Fine by me. I mean, if you guys say it'll be okay, just don't uh, don't light any torches while we're there. Do you okay. not want to go that way? Um. Uh, yeah, I, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't? Okay. They're okay. If you say you are fine. As long as we're together, it'll be fine. As long as nobody runs off from the group, we'll be exactly. safe. Exactly. 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 Okay. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, what, all, what about the rest of you? Are you all ready to go? Jonathan, are you good? I am as good as I'm going to be, so lead the way, I suppose. And he, he looks back at Lady Opreed and Bass briefly before looking forward. You said it's dark. Could could one of you each lead all of us? Farlina, you have me. Just just to make sure that we are able to keep on the path without lighting any light. Sure. That sounds good. And as a group all together, you turn towards the dark mushroom-lined path with the intent to make your way back to the large central tree and solve a puzzle. I think we'll end there. Does that sound alright? Yeah, that sounds all good. Alright. See you next time, folks. Thank you for listening to In Betweens, episode 11. In Betweens was written by Gina Smith, starring Gina Smith, Allison Mann, Gus Ireland, Evan Falco, and Victor Mann. The music was composed, orchestrated, and recorded by Jacob Ryan Smith. D&D Major was created by Gina Smith, Jacob Ryan Smith, and Allison Mann. If you're interested in supporting the creators and future productions, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gaming Or to see our Let's Plays and other projects, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Short One Gaming.